0: Thanks for joining us this Wednesday evening, everybody, on Vintage McCoy. I'm wearing the same outfit uh, all week, so enjoy it. Uh, It's kind of like a new uniform, but next week I'll do something different. It's just kind of the way we do things. Hey, listen, tonight uh, we have a longtime viewer who has been connected with us, and I met them on uh, Sunday after a service. I was blown away by the story, and you've got to hear this. Trust me, this is going to be one of... I think one of the most intriguing episodes we've ever done. So stick around, because you have a chance to meet a pretty remarkable lady. We'll see you in a bit. In the spirit of God, moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. Together, we will make America great again. I have never been more hopeful about America.
1: The advance of human you know liberty man. can only strengthen the cause of world peace. <laughs> Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Do in yes.
0: But because of the Watergate matter, I shall resign the presidency
1: effective at noon tomorrow. <laughs> May
0: all of God's children be able to sing with new meaning my country tears of deed. We land of liberty, of PRC. We shall pay any price, bear any gird, uphold any foe, to ensure the survival and the success of the nation. indeed we are, the defenders of freedom. With the unfounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph. So help us God. We hold
1: these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those who forget the past are destined to repeat the
0: And now, your host, Pastor Rob McCoy. Well, good evening, everybody, and thanks for joining us. A lot of folks maybe think that that introduction's a little long. I don't. Uh, I think that's probably more history than most kids get in public schools. And if you look at that timeline and you see all those different things happening and you can't uh, identify what those events are, you need to go and research it. We need to understand our past in order to prepare for our future. And, and one of the reasons why we do this is because if we're going to get out of this mess and we're going to reinstate and, and exercise our liberties, we have to understand where those come from and how valuable they are. Um, this program began at the beginning of the lockdowns. And it, it was me and Micah with a grainy camera. And it, I used to say it looked like an ISIS beheading video with a black backdrop. And, and we, we started just to record to minister to folks that were shut in. At the time, we had 22 subscribers, and now we're well over 20,000 subscribers across the country. And, and, and I'm meeting people everywhere I go that say, you know, I tuned into your show and through some of the most critical moments of this lockdown with great depression, we'd tune in and we'd be encouraged realizing that we weren't alone and, and you were a voice of reason in the midst of the insanity. And I don't know about all that, but I do know that we've made friends that we've never had the chance to meet face to face. Well, this last Sunday, uh, I, I walk into the green room between services and there's a young lady who's come all the way down from Washington State and for the sole purpose of wanting to come to the church that has been a great blessing to her and her mom um, as they've been up in Washington State under Governor Isley who is actually, he's, I think he's been worse than Governor Newsom if that's possible. And I, I met her and I was, I was blown away by this young lady. Her name is Annalisa Pesik and she's with us and she's our guest tonight. And you're gonna get a chance to meet her, at, at, almost at the same time. I'm getting a chance to meet
1: you,
0: and but, the, I, but I'm bummed that I don't get to, to meet your mom at the same time.
1: I, I am too. And uh, tell so everyone
0: your mom's name.
1: My mom's name is Kathy Warren. And Kathy
0: Warren, let's give a shout out. Hi,
1: Kathy. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she's probably uh, you know crying when she's watching this um, because she is absolutely indebted. To not just Rob McCoy, but to, to the program that you've gifted so many Americans, and I know you—you you, know—maybe think it's not—it's not maybe me. It's but it's the Lord speaking through you, and. Uh, You have just been a blessing to our family. We've watched you now for going on fifty nine weeks. It's hard to imagine. It is hard to imagine. But there was this time frame where you weren't on for like a week. I don't know where you were, but you were gone. And my mom didn't say much, but I know we came home and the clock turned seven o'clock, and she kind of get a little mopey. And you know, I just see her walk around the kitchen. And are you okay, mom? Yeah. Missing Rob? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I. I, I didn't realize that uh, folks would, would miss it, but we're just, you know, after 59 weeks or whatever we've been doing, I, I think back when we kind of took a break, we just had to finish the studio and uh, just get a bearing on what we wanted to do, and we're just still trying to figure it all out. I mean, even when we started that long time ago with Micah, and then we had uh, Dr. Robin Evans, and then David Glinky joined us, and we just gone through reiterations of it, and it, but it's just a, a work in progress, but the whole purpose... Is to just have a genuine conversation, mm-hmm. share with people kind of what's going on, and get to hear from doctors and, like you were talking about, Shawnee Anderson here, yeah. and from psychologists and, but now we get to hear from folks whose lives have been touched by it. And when you share with me about your mom, she's a single mother and she's raising. Uh, is it is it two special needs kids right now, or just one of the two?
1: So uh, my mother adopted after she raised uh, three. Uh, biological girls. You don't have to worry
0: about them. They'll tune in because I got three cameras. You'll get used to the studio. Okay.
1: Just talk to me. That's what we're doing. They'll they'll get to
0: tune in on our conversation.
1: Um, So she did. She adopted after the three of us were grown. Uh, My brother is uh, not special needs. My sister, who is the same age as Josh, is uh, special needs. She has a condition known as cephalia. I'm probably getting that wrong. It's where the right side of her brain is actually missing, mm. so um, the left, her left side of the body doesn't work. Uh, she's had a lot of surgeries to try to get her to be able to move her arm on the left side and her leg, and but she is a miracle. Yeah, she has come. I mean, they they said she wouldn't live past ten. Ten and, was a lot, like, and she would never walk. She, she does walk. That's amazing. She rides a bike. She doesn't speak, but she makes a, a lot of sounds. She communicates. <laughs> she communicates in her way. Um, and she can be a tyrant, too, but she's...
0: She's the run for governor at- of
1: California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she might do a good job. Yeah. You know, people might listen to her. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, she was actually in a coma for uh, six weeks, and my mom probably has the. I, I unfortunately was in New York at the time, so we'll I was get to that. Around. I want
0: I want everyone to hear about you a little bit, in regards to your mom. Um, here she is now. You and your two sisters, you're all biological siblings, um, and this was when your mom was married to your biological father, and he left when you were how old?
1: Uh, seven.
0: Seven. So you're the middle of the three daughters, and um, you guys are out of the house. Your mom remarries, and they adopt these actually three children: one from Romania and, and two from Guatemala.
1: One from Siberia. Siberia. And two from Guatemala. Uh,
0: yeah. uh, Romania, Siberia. Uh, sorry about that. I got <laughs> That's okay. And and um, and so he ends up being kind of a train wreck, and your mom's left taking care of these children by herself, and then. The pandemic hits and the lockdowns occur. Isley, you guys, uh, your mom's up in Whidbey Island up in Washington, and she's all by her lonesome. And how does she get connected with uh, the live stream, the mm-hmm. Godspeak live stream, and then now Vintage McCoy or whatever it is? Yeah. How, how did that happen?
1: Yeah. Well, Governor Inslee is, is as is as bad as, as Newsom, and he is... Being recalled, they've signed. They've started a petition for him. I think that was following your lead in California. Uh, I believe it was Charlie Kirk um, mentioning either you as his pastor and her seeing you with him and giving a speech with him. I, I don't know the exact moment she found you, but then uh, she started to listen to God speak. I believe the church came first. Yeah, Sundays. And so, and she was going to a Calvary Chapel on Whidbey Island, and that wasn't, I guess, going so well because of Andy Rose is um, where you go, she goes, and some people are not gonna, you know, she's unpredictable. Wajiko well, is a
0: lady in our church that has two special needs sons that are they're big boys, and and uh, and one of them in particular can get you know real animated, and he's and she's a, she's a tiny little lady, and she's. Mm-hmm. So they usually sit in the back. They make some noise. I let everyone know in the second service. uh, They're animated. Deal with it. You know, Uh, but that happens in churches and maybe with.
1: And maybe they're not so forgiving, or she, you know, throws a a fit, and they. It's so disruptive that we can't take her. Ah. So my mom got into kind of a pattern of of thinking, well, I've Andy Rose is going to throw a fit, and we're not just not going to go. So. it's not the reason she left that church. I think there are other reasons, but uh, she found God speak, and um, she was saying things that you say, and no one was listening, right? And she'd tell us kids, she'd tell uh, anybody who would listen, <laughs> and they would just look at her like she had six heads and she's full of you know n- nonsense.
0: She needs a tinfoil hat. And,
1: and, yeah, yeah, or just like, okay, here she goes again on the, the mask. You know, I'll never put my kids in the mass. We're not doing mass. Or um, just she felt very strongly about... Uh, pol- she has po- very strong political views, and she's a very strong Christian. Yeah. And those that combination, you don't see it reflected. Like, you don't see people who stand for the truth and walk the truth. They're not many, right? Mm-hmm. They're, people, I mean... I'm trying it. to say I, like I'm, I'm tracking you. It's um it's a rare person who has strong beliefs uh, and and really lives them. It really ha- lives lives that life. Um and I think you are you know an example of someone that she respects and, and I felt even, like she had I haven't a- even
0: met her and I respect her. She's I'm I'm really moved by her story and the stuff you've shared with me. I, I look forward to having the privilege to meet her in person.
1: Well, absolutely. I, I told her. I, I mean, we we talked about. It. I said I think you should go <laughs> instead of me. You know, because no, no, you need to go. And uh, I said, well, you will live through me vicariously. And
0: so, how did you how did you like Sunday service? Because this is a church you've been tuning into. On the television, I often say that, Mm -hmm. you know, watching church online is like watching a fireplace. You can hear it and see it, but you can't feel the warmth. When you came in, um, were you blessed? Were you encouraged? Tell, Tell everybody.
1: Yeah. It started Saturday night.
0: Oh, yeah. oh, good. All so right. I, I wasn't there. Yeah, you weren't
1: there, but... Uh, Pastor Rick had that. Yeah, and a, a mutual friend uh, in the congregation took me to a rally on Saturday. Okay. So I, I had seen you, you know, from a distance. I saw you give the, the rally speech. Oh, in Santa Barbara. In Santa Barbara. You were there. Okay. So I was there, and then I came back, and I went to service on Saturday night. And I have to say, uh, Ra- uh, Rick. Rick, Pastor Rick's message was, I think, the best he's ever given.
0: That guy's—he's—it um, was like a learning curve for Pastor Rick because he's—he's an amazing preacher. But this—this this idea of understanding the ecclesia and seeing where the church is supposed to be, because he was the, the typical pastor that you know we don't do politics, and he's—he's he's just done a complete 180, and he has been drinking from a fire hydrant. But I'm—I'm I'm watching this guy, and before my very eyes, he is remarkable. And, and I'm glad that, well, I missed the service, and he taught out of numbers with uh, Balaam's prophecy, but...
1: Well, it, it, it was providential because the message was about, you know, if, if you want to go your own way, and you ask God enough, and you say, I really want to do this, this is what I want, he's going to yeah. say eventually, here you go, see how well you do.
0: Yeah, good luck with that.
1: Good luck with that. Yeah. And that was what Rick was really you know, talking about. The story was about Balaam and, and him going to Jerusalem and how God told him, you know, I don't want you to go. And, and then, well, if you're going to go, I, you need to say this, this, and this. And then the angel of the Lord coming and, you know, giving him the warnings and, and him still not getting it until the donkey speaks to him.
0: But so, but you love the message. You, you got a chance to see the congregation.
1: I got a chance to see the congregation. I had, I had the chance to, you know, read the passage with you. And not on my couch yeah. and drinking my coffee and like thinking about the story I'm gonna write. You had to or wear what something I'm other than your pajamas when
0: you. Yeah, I'm just kidding. It's
1: a totally <laughs> different spirit. Anybody that says it's the same no. and that you can get, it, it's like that. You know, who said uh, it's like the fire? Maybe you said it. It's like the the fire uh, being in front of a fire, but yeah, not you feeling said the warmth. Right. Oh.
0: You got to. Yeah. So. You're tracking me.
1: <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's exactly like that. And and Rick was. Powerful. He gave a powerful message, and I got to speak to him. I think it was Micah was the first person I I saw and said, you know, I kind of felt like a fangirl. Oh my gosh, I watch you every week.
0: You know, <laughs> no. uh, now a lot Here. of folks don't know, but Micah's my son-in-law.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and when I now he was working for the church before he met my daughter. So if they think this is all nepotism, no, they got they, they fall oh, in love. Oh,
1: I thought he said. I thought he worked for you after, I, 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 as a joke, I think he said, oh, yeah, I said, I'm going marry the pastor's daughter, and that, and then I guess I'll just work for the church, but maybe yeah. that came first.
0: I, I know he was on staff before they got, yeah, so okay. I'll, I'll contend with him on that one, but I will say this, when I heard him sing the first time, when he picked up a guitar, I'm like, put that down, you're terrible.
1: Oh, really? Seriously. Huh. I, I
0: just thought, this, this guy's got issues. Huh. He's a good guitar player, but singing, just don't go there. And, and God gave him such a gift. It was really a miraculous gift. And, and he had served under another worship leader selflessly and went through season after season and gleaned all of his, his expertise on the instrument and started to understand how to operate a you know, multi-instrument band. And then that worship leader went to go be a part of another church plant, and Micah took over. And he has been the finest worship leader I've just ever witnessed
1: powerful, yeah. rocking. The worship on Sunday was both nights. I, I mean, I loved it all, but yeah. my favorite part was the singing, and and just feeling the power of the Lord with others. Yeah, you get right? to hear their
0: voices. They're there. Yeah, it's precious, yeah. isn't it?
1: And there's nothing like it.
0: Tell your mom and and. Andy Rose can come and she can get all crazy. It's no big deal. We're fine. Yeah.
1: Well, one of us will you know, yeah. wheel her out.
0: You guys sure come we'll on know. down. Uh, now you, you, you were out of the house. Your mom was taking care of, uh, of of the the two remaining children that were adopted. But you and your sisters are out. Um, you're all doing your own kind of thing. And you were in New York uh, working as an editor for a company. Um, that provides uh, book reviews for all the libraries, public libraries across the country. Is that fair enough?
1: Yeah, that's exactly Did
0: that. I handle that all right? You
1: did, yeah.
0: So you're doing this, and you're in New York, and y- you went to what, uh, Washington Washington State or University of Washington?
1: University of Washington.
0: And, and you, you have a degree in literature, English Lit. So this, this An, is- And
1: information
0: science. Information science. So you put all this together, you find a career, you're operating in the literary world, you're working for libraries, public libraries in the sense that you're providing book reviews, and you were there for almost 10 years.
1: Yeah.
0: And everything changes when we kind of get into this season, especially what we've been experiencing, of censorship.
1: Yeah.
0: And you're, you're raised in a Christian home, your your mom gives you a, a really solid worldview you've gone through heartache, losing your biological dad, walking out, but you're still on a course, you're successful, you're doing things well, you're well-educated, but then they start imposing uh, upon your work in that environment restrictions that you, well, we're not going to deal with those authors, but they're New York Times bestsellers. Yeah, we're not going to do a review for them. We don't want them in our libraries. I, I don't know. Is that... No,
1: absolutely, you got it. I, I mean, pretty much, we don't want to share a platform with someone who's transphobic. Mm. Uh,
0: Meaning... It, 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 that they, would be
1: Ben Shapiro. Yeah,
0: you believe that there's two genders. You're you're not going to be in public libraries across the country yeah. as far as we're concerned.
1: Yeah, and, and there's somebody on staff who's uh, a member of the LGBTQ community, and it would offend them. It would hurt their feelings. And, you know, it's so funny, his facts yeah. don't care about your feelings. feelings right. You know, I, I wanted to say that to them, but I would have been bullying out that minute, right?
0: It's a cancel culture. So you've worked there all these years, but the minute you take a stand on your convictions and and that can be backed by biological science,
1: Mm.
0: you are finished.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, cancel culture, I I experienced firsthand. And my colleagues told me. They weren't, you know, they, they didn't keep it to, you know, it's not a secret. We're not sharing our platform. And these were editors who were below me in... Um, I guess, you know, rank, like I'd been there much longer. I had more experience. And they're telling me, we're, I'm not gonna review those books. And I was told by my senior editors, just stay in your own lane. Uh, if you don't, you know, be prepared to face the consequences. Um, now this is happening in the library world, which, you know, it's library world versus the regular world. I don't know, it's just like any other industry. Yeah and you have librarians contending for the space to be apolitical because the library has always been an apolitical space in the sense that ideas uh, are circulated in, in that space from all viewpoints, right? So now we've and when you started with the, the com- books. When you,
0: when you started with the company, that was the case.
1: That was the case. It was, that was apolitical. It was apolitical. You were fair. Uh, you were just in your choices for books to review. Um, you went out of your way almost to look at the underrepresented, you know, not the James Pattersons or the, you know, um, people that get reviewed all the time. Right. And you want different viewpoints. So that's part of the job, right? And the part of the job is to present information that's non biased. It's, it's, the, it's the delivery of non biased information, or excuse me, the uh, non biased. Um, pr- oh, I I'm totally. I forgot what I was say. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it's basically um, giving information that's, you know, unbiased.
0: Nonpartisan. I don't know what.
1: Yeah, like intellectual uh, pro- um, freedom is a huge tenet of librarianship. So, I wouldn't discriminate, is what I'm trying to say, okay. against this piece of information versus this piece of information for someone coming into the library and asking me for information on any topic. Transgenderism, okay? Yeah. Well, we've got books for that, Uh, you know, veggie, vegan recipes, we've got books for that. Uh, So any
0: topic would be available and any author would be available. Right. There's no book burning, but now we are doing book burning in the sense that we just no longer give them a platform. We burn them from being exposed to society in any capacity. So this company goes in that direction.
1: After 144 years. 144
0: years, they go in this direction, cancel culture. And you, you see the writing on the wall. So it's either you're going to end up getting fired or you're going to move on to greener pastures. Yep.
1: Yep. Which which did you do? I left. I resigned. I I made the decision one one day uh, after receiving an email from um, a reviewer who did not appreciate an edit that I made, and instead of contacting me, she contacted the editor-in-chief, and the editor-in-chief told me I had to write an apology, okay? My sin was saying three words, adding three words to the story, a, a charming love story. Um, I guess that this was a, a huge uh, offense to this writer because she did not feel that the story was a charming love story, even though that, was as an editor, it was my interpretation from all I had read about the book that she'd written previously and I felt like she was kind of giving it a a bad verdict like it had some good points to it and so I amended that verdict it's like the final statement of whether to buy this book or not and she was very offended and I said okay then I will retract the edit no big deal um I I but I needed to talk to this woman I didn't have that opportunity but the Editor in chief made me write an apology, and I did. I bit, and I and I did. I wrote this apology, and I submitted it to the editor. And she said, "It's not good enough. You have to say that you want to uh, rebuild. You know, you want to restore your relationship. You want to make amends." And you know what? I said, "No, I'm not going to do that."
0: How did this person possess such powers to move your boss to make you genuflect and bow and? kiss the the shoes?
1: Well it all started with um, a prize that the Library Journal, which is the company put out there for, um, actually it was the Seattle Public Library who won Library of the Year. And it was found out that the Seattle Public Library had hosted a uh, feminist, a hard-lined feminist group who was opposing transgender rights in one of their conference rooms. And this reviewer was a member of this LGBTQ organization or group that decided that was not okay. The, the, the magazine should have never awarded the prize to that library because they were um, biased or against LGBTQ folks. Yeah. And she started this petition, and she was uh, very active in bringing down the publication for awarding uh, the Seattle Public Library with this award. So she's, uh, so the library journal has already been threatened by this wow, individual. That's crazy. And so <laughs> I guess her coming on and saying, plus my review was changed by this editor, um, they were at that point just terrified. Like, what else are they gonna do? Are they gonna, you know, and they bowed, they, they, they caved. They didn't revoke the award, thank goodness, but they did end up like paying out the same amount of money they awarded. The Seattle Public Library to this uh, LGBTQ group for complaining about why this library shouldn't have received the award. So, <clears throat> all of these things are happening in the background, and I think that the company felt wow. like, oh no, we can't make this person upset again. We don't know what she's capable of. And I was, and I, I really had to grovel, I thought, in this letter. So I refused. I just oh, said, "That's enough." Because if you apologize once, you're going to be apologizing. Nothing will be yeah. good enough.
0: Go woke, go broke, and and these these companies don't realize that they they won't stop until they've fundamentally reshaped every industry. And it's not equality; it's equity. Uh, and and we're going to do a program on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, this critical race theory and the intersectionality, especially of supposed victim groups, their political prowess is what is causing these companies to bow and you didn't do it. You left. And, and so now, I mean, we're limited on time, but I, I, I as, as best we can, you're now venturing out and saying, okay, God, where, where do you want me? Yeah. Um, and, and you're interviewing, and you're in the final stages of, of a, a possible employment. With a, we won't go into it, but I can say that a, a pretty large author, uh, kind of nationally known, and God's directing your steps. I mean, He's He's honoring that. Yeah. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> um, I guess I'm becoming what He's meant me to be all this time, and I'm finally, you know, surrendering. To uh, him and him alone, I you know was reading Psalm sixty two this morning, and you know soul waits silently on the Lord. I have no idea what's next, yeah. but
0: but God's in control.
1: But moms are always right, <laughs> you <know? laughs> They are. You need to go to California. Yeah, um, and uh, and here we are.
0: Yeah, and God's doing some neat things. At. I won't share with everyone what occurred yesterday, but it's kind of neat just to see God's hand in all of it because a couple phone calls made, some things happening, and just watching as, you know, your, your mom tunes into something, you start watching, you come down, you know, the conduits connect and people's lives are aligned with the purposes of the Lord. And stepping out in faith by stepping away from bowing to critical race theory God's opening up doors for you that you would have never have imagined, and it's really exciting. And your faith has gotten stronger. So, God knows what He's doing. But more importantly, you tell your mom for me; she knows what she's doing. <laughs> and we may have never met, but she's amazing, and I'm I'm blessed by her.
1: Well, well I, I hope you do meet someday I, I because she, uh, you know, she she <clears throat> looks looks to you for I I think just you know a peace of mind. Like at the end of the day, when. In uh, be Island, Washington, and in Governor Inslee's world, right. where everyone's masked up and people are convinced that this is—we have to do what they say because we have no other choice. Yeah, we so do. We do. Yeah, that's we right. We do. And even members of our family, you know, it's—it's uh, it's dividing us to the point where we feel very alone. Um, so, thank you.
0: Yeah. Well, and thank you guys, and and I, I'll say you're welcome. But um, I just want to tell your mom, thank you very much, because uh, she's, she's been a blessing. I mean, her, made all, she, her watching made all this happen, and the cool things happening in your life. And we're going to do a follow-up, because I want people to hear, because I think it's going to come together, <laughs> and then people will be stoked. Um, and <clears throat> you made a comment when you came in. You said, how come you guys don't do the blessing at the end anymore? And, and I thought, gosh, I don't know why. I mean all these iterations of the program, I miss it too. So for you and your mom, we're going to close with the blessing out of numbers. And so, folks, uh, this is for all of you and uh, especially you and your mom. Um, This is number six. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So there you go. We did it. Yeah, well, Annalisa Pesic has joined us tonight. A great story of kind of what this program has meant to a number of folks across the country. I never would have thought that'd be the case, but quite honestly it's there's a gift that can be achieved via a camera that just genuine conversations with people in a time of struggle where um, we just connect and then I, I don't want it to be where it's just simply over a camera. So if that's you out there you know, drop us a line. We'll follow up with a letter and and have a chance maybe to talk over the phone. And if you're visiting California, whatever, just come see us and you'll be on the program. Uh, unless you know you're not equipped for that, like you talk a lot and you don't let me say. No, I'm just kidding. We'll, we'll figure it out one way or another. <laughs> all right, folks. Thanks for joining us tonight. And Annalisa Pesic, thank you for joining us. And we will see you tomorrow night. God bless you all.
1: Hey guys, thanks for watching. For more information, head over to VintageMcCoy.com or follow us on Instagram at the vintage boy. We'll see you there.